Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! everybody welcome back three news with a view first show 2024 my name is del kennedy i am dude number three dude number two clayton harris uh is the bus running or is school still out clayton school's still out for one more day one more day all right tomorrow the bus has to get cranked up if it's been sitting there for two weeks you might ought to warm it up early make sure it's running you know Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, is still not with us. I'm guessing he's still in Louisiana. I uh, hope he's there enjoying his family in the new year. Uh, can't wait to have him back and hear about all the good food he's been having down there and family and friends, hopefully. And hopefully Mr. York's had a, a great new year. Regular special guest dude on Tuesday, native son, favorite son of Columbia, graduate of Columbia Central High School in 1977, Ron Hart. Good morning. Your audio's off, Ron. Uh, Wait a minute. We got you. See. We got you. You're good. Okay, good. There you go. You're Back good. in business. All right. Good and, morning. And uh, uh, friend of the station, uh, member of the Murray County Commission, chair of the Murray County Republican Party, Jerry Bridenbaugh. Good morning. Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Jim, if you're listening, bring me back a bucket of crawfish. <laughs> Hope everybody had a great new year. We... Um, Sunday night, uh, our very own Lou Maddox broadcast the Mule Drop from downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, we had it out, a live broadcast on radio. We had video up, too, as well. It's it's archived there if you want to go back and watch uh, the festivities. It was a big, big time. Uh, Clayton, what did you do for New Year? I, we, we just stayed at the house. You know, obviously, I... Uh, I got COVID last week, so I wasn't doing a whole lot of anything. So we, we just hung out at the house. Everybody at your house well? Yes, sir. Knocking on wood. So far, everybody seems to be okay. Good deal. Five children. Whatever it's out there, you're going to get it. Five Petri dishes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, we stayed at home, too. We started to go downtown to the Mule Drop and, uh, and just decided we would stay at home. Ron, what'd you do? I was in uh, Boca Grande with your buddy Tucker. Okay. Um, uh, broke around Florida, but went to bed about 10 o'clock. That's, that's a 10 toes up at 10 type of island. 
not a lot of, you know not a lot of late night activity there but um I, this midnight thing waiting up at midnight I don't, i'm just not into it anymore can't do it no I'm, i agree can't do it boca grand did you fish uh no wasn't fishing season just um you know play some golf and then uh you know i'm headed i'm up north now i'm in st pete area and heading my way um around florida escaping that uh, cold weather you guys got there we've got it it's uh 31 degrees this morning i'm sure it'll get colder but it, it was a chilly weekend uh yeah i'm coming to nashville friday probably for a couple of days see some folks so i'll be heading up there okay well if you come our way we'd love to see you i may uh, work my way down there. i actually may do i may rent a car and drive back yeah i may do that i gotta work on some work on some plans i'm i miss columbia all right we'd love to see you that'd be great jerry what about you in the new year i did stay up till midnight in nova scotia good for you <laughs> okay <laughs> so, after you've seen 60 or so new year's eves you realize they're not much different all right so. right right well lou is a what a sophomore in college he is so he was the right man for the job for the midnight broadcast for sure uh well, let's see, Ron. You've written about. Uh, you were looking. Uh, my latest, the latest column I have from you is looking back on. Yeah, 2000. the three take- takeaways from 2023. You know, basically, the, you know, things that were good that happened, and, and basically, the first one was the uh, higher education kind of being revealed for what it is, even more than you know. You and I know it's kind of a bit of a fraud. You know, the the idea of you know this elite colleges, et cetera, but what. Professor Gay did at Harvard with her, you know, the, the way they acted in front of Congress and evasive questions on very simple, simple, you know, answers that they should have had, they didn't have. And, and it just really further diminishes the value of Ivy League education, higher educations. And, and also, uh, and she got in trouble, the professor, you know, kind of affirmative action higher at Harvard, got in trouble for plagiarism. And it made her upset, so she said she would address it the next day with her "I have a dream" speech. She was uh-huh. going to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I I'm, I read that and I'm reading it again as we speak. Um, certainly, the Ivies didn't look very good in that testimony for Congress. Although, I, I mean, I have to agree with what they said. Uh, you know, the the I think conservative Republicans in Congress were pushing them to say that uh, anti-Semitic speech could be uh, a disciplinary issue on college campuses. And I have to agree that it's not. Uh, and no, I agree. I, I believe in the absolute nature of free speech. It, it was just the evasive nature of the way they did it. It's like when Katasha, whatever name, Katasha Brown, Jackson Brown, she couldn't define what a woman was. Oh yeah, you know, things like this. That arrogant evasiveness about what they do. Except, I, I, I totally agree that, that free speech is absolute, short of a threat or fire in a theater. Right? That's that's where we right, are. Right. With I mean, you, and, and and I'm not in favor of anti-Semitic speech by any means, but I, I think that alone, uh, what those college presidents were saying is not a disciplinary issue. Uh, right. Be- I, I like free speech. You, you can allow to say something stupid. That that helps me identify the dumb. I don't know, Jerry, what say you? Well, I, and I agree. Free speech is a foundation of our of our Bill of Rights. It's when, as folks have been saying for several years now on several issues, it's when the speech 
migrates into violence against the group that you're speaking of. Um, I'd, I've always adhered to the policy that you can say anything you want, and it may offend me, and you have the right to do that. We have the right to free speech. We do not have the right to be heard. So if you want to stand on a street corner and spout anti-Semitic statements or, or anything else, you can do that. I don't have to listen to you, but you can do that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, yes, I, I agree that, that the speech itself is not unconstitutional, but it, it's well-founded that when that speech incites violence, then it becomes a lot of hypocrisy in these college college campuses in that in this okay free speech is absolute anti-semitism speech is absolute but we can't have laura ingram come to campus we can't have you know peterson guy go to campus yeah. Uh, yeah. you know so you can't have it both ways right right i agree absolutely and, and i think you know I mean, the, the Ivy Leagues are woke. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, I have a daughter who went to Yale. Uh, they're, those play this, I mean, it's the land of the Looney Tunes up there uh, in New Haven. But, um, you know, I think on the other hand, though, the University of Tennessee uh, has, for an in-state kid, has now become, uh, I, I don't, the University of Tennessee is a great school. And uh, the University of Memphis is a great school where you went, Ron. And uh, um, those places are still relatively bargains in terms of higher education, in terms of cost, and they're very right. good schools. Yeah, and they're not, they don't indoctrinate as much as the other schools tend to indoctrinate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've, mean, they've got a few Looney Tunes there, but it's not pervasive. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, not, at least not, you don't come out, you know, $108,000 in debt with a crappy degree. And uh, like I told you, I was back in my Goldman Sachs reunion in New York, and they said they're not hiring MBAs anymore. And, and the fundamental premise is, is the sooner you get them out of college, the better they are because they're they're less you know toxic. They're less you know, indoctrinated with this left-wing stuff. You can mold them more. And there's an arrogance about an Ivy League MBA person I found to be true. That there's an arrogance that they when they graduate, they're there to cash in their degree on you. They're not there to earn their degree, earn your salary or their income from you. They're there to cash it in on you. Yeah. And there's there's a difference there. I I, I hear you, and I understand what you're saying. I, I, again, that takes me back, though, to, you know, these days, I mean, you know, every generation, you know, what's the right thing to do in terms of colleges, and it, it changes. It also changes in terms of what's the right fit for the, for the uh, young person involved. But uh, <clears throat> these days – Said the University of Tennessee uh, looks great. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a very good school. Uh, if you're in state, the cost is reasonable among you know in terms of college education. Uh, good old Columbia State right here is uh, not woke, and many many people go to Columbia State and go on to uh, great things. So. Yeah, and, tra and trade schools are good. We, when I was on the Board of Regents, we set up a trade school situation in, in Chattanooga and places like Smyrna for these automobile industry people. We treat, train people in fundamental uh, you know, math of, of making an automobile or et cetera like, like that. You know, you can, you can actually learn a tangible career, HVAC or plumbing or whatever, at these trade schools, and you can read Chaucer on your own time. Right, you don't need a you know a hairy leg Birkenstock wearing professor to interpret Chaucer <laughs> for you, or God forbid, Bale. Well, if I never understood what that was about, 
I don't know. It sounds like a good name for a dog. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and not to mention uh, UT Southern now in Pulaski is really providing uh, nearby opportunities for Southern Middle Tennessee kids uh, at a reasonable cost. So, uh, not not all colleges are bad, uh, but you're right. Uh, if you want to find the Looney Tunes, just head up to Harvard, Yale, or I don't hear Princeton as much. Well, you don't. A lot, of the other, a lot of them, even Penn and some of them, you, you hear Harvard and Yale and you think they're the only two schools in the Ivy League, and they're not. No. But there's there's Columbia and Brown and, and all the others, and they're not, for some reason, either they haven't jumped into that boat or they they haven't been as vocal well, about uh, Columbia it. Is, Columbia, they've been out there. Yeah. <laughs> they've been out Well, there. they are. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're yeah, Columbia's out there because in New York City, also Dartmouth used to be the most conservative of the Ivies because it was the last one to go co-ed. It was you know, up in Hanover. It, it, it was it always had the, the you know they, if they run ROTC off a of campus, you know you probably got a problem. So, so ROTC is pretty big at Dartmouth, and so yeah, they, I mean if you're going to go that route, I mean I would, what I would do is I'd get in those schools and and and, and frame the admission letter and then go to you know ut or memphis or somewhere else where they don't spend that much money uh you do make good contacts i think over a period of time but i think the teachers with tenure have had taught the kids towards social justice and you know community organizing and all these lofty goals that should be their end game and so they're they're they send them in the wrong direction where we really need them in science and math and cancer research and things that really matter Okay, we're ready to take a little break here. Let's do that, and we'll continue with Ron's column this week on looking back at 2023. Come, senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway. Don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be the one who has stalled there's a battle outside and it's raging it'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls for the times they are a changing hi this is george Rouse with the way realty please allow me to share a little bit about us We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because he changed mine. Art 
Phillips Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. We're back. Three dudes with a view. Washington versus Michigan. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. You got that right, Del. Good morning, everybody. And I'm dude number one, Mr. Jim York. We assume he's still in Louisiana with his family and hope he's having a great time. Can't wait to hear from him, hear how things are going. Let's hear, hear about, about his Christmas and his New Year's. Uh, Regular special guest dude on Tuesday, friend of the station, Ron Hart, 1977. Good morning. Resident. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, Washington, Michigan, good Lord. I mean, Bama just, that broke that poor center for Alabama, cannot get that ball back there. I mean. Pathetic. Just absolutely pathetic. Game number 14 the of the season. Yeah, that was, it happened all during the season, didn't it? Yeah, all, didn't all season. All season. Yeah, I mean, it was just inconsistency all season with the snap. and Yeah. yeah it, it, and and that, and that quarterback doesn't make good passing to see a great athlete, great runner, but guy he, he missed some open receivers, and I just don't know what sort of decision making he he has. I mean, uh, you know that play on the on the th- three yard line that's not what you run down there. Well, you I mean, if, he, if, that athlete. if you go back and look at the play though, if he follows the left guard that's pulling, or I'm sorry, the right guard that's pulling to the left, he goes outside and follows his all. He, all he has to do is follow his guard. He scores. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I thought we saw September Jalen Milrow last night and, uh, you know, yeah. 116 yards passing. You're not going to win any, hardly any bowl game unless you're playing, yeah. you know, an offense like Iowa or something. So. Yeah, remember when he played Auburn, he said, give me that Heisman, give me that Heisman. I said oh, last night, gosh, give said, me a break. Ain't no, ain't no Heisman coming your way, buddy. That, that Washington quarterback's really good. I didn't. I haven't paid much attention to them, but God, what a great passer he is! Michael that Drew Brees accuracy. Yeah, left-handed and can just put the ball right on the money. I mean, they to me they were 
super impressive last night. Good grief. Yeah, it was some beautiful passes as well. So mission will always be tainted, you know, with this if they do win, given the, the play the like Houston Astros were with the World Series. There'll be some taint on what they do, obviously. And you hate there's no SEC schools or Southern schools still involved in this thing. It seems unfair. Georgia clearly is probably the second or first best team in the country. I think he played, you know, played everybody, you know, 10 times Georgia would win it. But, you know, again, anything can happen in one game, and they lost to Bama. It's true. There you go. Jerry Bridenbaugh, Murray County Commissioner and also Chair of the Murray County Republican Party. Good morning, Jerry. Well, good morning, everybody. And I'd like a lot of people watched both games yesterday. And uh, for the first time, I hate to admit this in public, it'll tarnish me. But Okay, you're in for public the, now, for the, Jerry. For the first time in my lifetime, I had to root for that team up north. Oh, gosh. And, and my chest tightened up, oh, and I thought I was God. having a heart attack. But got, got, the re- got the result, and now we're going to watch Michi- or Washington um, 45-21 Washington. What Monday. has Alabama done to you, Jerry? Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I mean, I'd be so mean. Yeah, a, you're in Ohio State. That'd be like me no. pulling for Auburn. I'm a Big Ten man. Oh, and and it, it was, but yeah, it it was hard. Oh. I mean, it was it was difficult. And I'd, uh, several of my family members, we were facebooking back and forth, and just like oh, this is painful. But you know, we 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 got the matchup we expected. We we did expect Washington and oh, and, and, and the other goodness. team in the national championship, and it's there. And and Washington is. It it could very well be a track meet on their on their side of the ball. Yeah. Oh me, I, my father in law used to say that he knew Tennessee was going to hell when one of those <laughs> road uh, road signs. Well, well, don't don't light up Delk switchboard, oh, you know. But yeah, yeah. Well, one of those road signs was put up on the side of the road that said this section of highway maintained for litter by the Ohio State Alumni Association. I mean, he's, <laughs> he said Tennessee was toast when we saw that. <laughs> All right. Well, Tennessee was late in the Vanderbilt game one time, about 15 years ago. They were driving from Knoxville to Nashville. They saw a sign that said, clean restrooms ahead, and they stopped and cleaned five of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> now they stop at Bucky's, I guess. Who knows? <laughs> All right, second thing in your column. It was good to see American candidates uh, like uh, Vivek, Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis push back on the idea of Washington getting us into another war of choice. Um, and I, Ron, I, I, I join with you in being delighted to see that uh, candidates and the American public are finally pushing back on making war on, on every hot and tight on the face of the planet. Uh, where we have no yeah, there's this permanent political class, which there's actually been a change of position. It used to be the Republicans were more, you know, hawkish and Goldwater and all that, you know, McCain and those people in the Republican Party. Now it's the Democrats who want to go to war because they're so entrenched in Washington, this permanent political class, and they're tied with the defense industry. And they, they also view themselves as great humanitarians that are saving the world. But we're, we're owed for the last three or four wars, Vietnam forward. Most of which predicated on a lie. Like I said, the Gulf of Tonkin resolution for Vietnam was a lie. Weapons uh, of mass destruction. The drag, yeah, uh-huh. and the weapons of mass destruction, yellow cake, and in the, the, uh, Iraq got us into that that quagmire. Nobody's then, articulated after, anything about why we have a national interest in Ukraine. Not at all. Yeah, we don't. And they're too corrupt to go into NATO. 
So, and who knows where our money goes when we send it over there. Uh, I think Zelensky should get the best actor award uh, this year. I mean, he comes to the country and, you know, pulls on heartstrings. And I get it. It, it doesn't look too good. But if you're going to have a corrupt company, country that, that's the ATM for Democrats and Republicans, an ATM corrupt country that can't get NATO because you're so corrupt, I'm glad you're fighting valiantly. You know, I, I think we would too, but don't get yourself in this position where our money has to pay your way all the time. And certainly Russia has been proven to be a paper tiger. They're not that strong. They should, they should have taken Ukraine you know, a year ago. So that's the good news for us. Uh, yeah. The bad news is, is when we push back on them and go, this wars, they puts them in bed with China and China, uh, China in bed with Russia is not going to be good for us. Yeah. Uh, of course I'm getting like Russia more and more, you know, it, I don't know if you saw this. Their 11th grade history textbooks in Russia now <laughs> now say that Clayton knows where I'm going. Yeah. Now say that the 2020 election was stolen by uh, Democrats using massive voter fraud. That's in their history text in Russia. Now. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah the Ruskies say they, they ain't all bad. You know, a little vodka. They hit the mirem. I mean, people forget about World War II. That we all we won World War II. Americans are heroes. We're, Russians were badasses. They came in from the Soviet Union, came in from the from the east, and they took a lot of casualties, and they, they put the pressure. Yeah, let's, you know. let's talk about the difference. We, we had around 250,000, 300,000 casualties in that war. We fielded uh, about 80 divisions. The Russians fielded 250 divisions and lost 20 million people, including military and civilian. Right. There's no comparison. They're, they're, you know, it's kind of funny with different ideology too, both going at Nazi Germany because you know they had they still had this communist Soviet mindset, and we had the you know this, this free market capitalism mindset, and we're both closing in on them. So, I mean, you look at all the war movies, you think America won the war just by us coming in late when we did to do what we did, right? So, and it's a little bit. I I, I agree with you. There's our history is you know written by the by the victors. And American history is written in a way that's you know, a little bit one-sided in certain ways, and you got to look at it in t- totality. Well, I think the Russians got it right on the 2020 uh, U.S. presidential election. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the textbook, you know. I mean, are, are push, you suggesting yeah. we bring those textbooks over here? Is that what you're saying? As soon as we get them translated. But I would, yeah, I would. We had this discussion a couple weeks ago, and it, it caught me kind of off guard towards the end of the show. But, but I do agree. We don't need to get into a, a quagmire of of Ukraine. We don't obviously don't need to be sending. Uh, soldiers to use the cliche boots on the ground over there or anything else. But uh, I'm surprised that you haven't got a text yet, Delk, because when we talked about this before, I, I saw Donnie that night, and he, he lit me up. The The first thing he told me was about the, the batteries and the lithium um, ion and, and all that kind of thing for um, uh, when you were talking about Ukraine and, and why we didn't need to be there. But um, we are. I mean, our military is not what it was back in World War II, and we do not have the capacity to spread ourselves all over the planet to do these things. I, I agree with Ron. I'm glad that Ukraine's fighting back. I'm glad that they are pushing back for their own independence. Um, but uh, I, I, I think the Biden administration sees this. I'm not real sure what they see it as. Yeah, and even though in the Second War, our, the army we fielded was half the size of the Russians, or less than half the size, I don't see the United really? States being able to field an 80-division army again. I just don't. Not so the, the real story of World War II is, is American capitalism, the Ford Motor Company, and all these people who built this 
planes and equipment so quick. You know, we, we were not that big a military going into World War II. And we built a lot of machinery, a lot of guns, a lot of ammunition. We don't have that get, industrial capacity that. anymore. No. We don't. It's not there. Yeah. We don't have the raw materials, the, the aluminum, the steel. And, and even if we had the capacity, do we have the willingness by the industrial leaders today to shut down everything else to build it? There, there's not a... Then we saw an evil. We we saw an evil in, in Hitler's Nazism and, and the Axis powers, and there was a worldwide unification. Um, and I agree with, I mean, we don't think much about the Russian front except on Hogan's Heroes, but yeah. we didn't fight the Russian front. We came in from, from the West. Right. And had it not been for the Russian military stay, you know, holding off the Germans moving towards the East, it's hard to tell what would have happened. And, and you're right, they did suffer... A massive amount of casualties compared to what we did. Yeah, and the Germans did not want to go to the Russian front. I mean, the Western front. That's where the Russians were. <laughs> they prefer to go to the Eastern front, where we where we were. We were also probably more humane to them upon capture <laughs> than the Russians were. I mean, it's incredible. I, I just don't think we had mm-hmm. this generation of, of eighteen to you know thirty year olds that would fight would fight a war had the you know the stomach to do what the you know our, the, the greatest generation did too in a war. It may not have to with all the technology, drones, et cetera. But I, w- I was surprised to see how much mortar shells uh, is, are being used in the Ukraine war. I mean, I thought the mortar business was kind of an old, old antiquated way of war. But they, it, it, currently there's a huge shortage of mortar shells. Well, <laughs> I can't keep up. You say Democrats, and I agree, Ron. But, you know, Mitch McConnell, he's on video saying, oh, the war in Ukraine is a great thing because it's keeping uh, defense industries running in 38 states. In the United States, I mean that's insane. You know, you, you don't go to a war yeah. to uh, to to boost up your, you know, to to employ or contract yeah. the defense. I sent a comment about I sent a comment about a month ago that we, the America used to you know manufacture artillery, you know, military equipment to go to war. Now we, we manufacture wars to sell our military equipment. Speaking of World War Two, speaking of World War Two, like I said, I was out sick last week, but I was able to watch a movie Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out if you have not. It is a fantastic movie. Uh, yeah, I saw it too as well. It's a little thick in the middle of the politics of his life. There's also I saw this weekend a documentary on MSNBC who had the producer of Oppenheimer on there. It was more documentary driven. So if you can't get to the movie, you don't want to get the movie theater or don't find Oppenheimer on your streaming line. Look at the MSNBC if you get a chance to record that on, on Oppenheimer. It's more documentary driven. And it's really it's pretty incredible what they did, and also what the deep state did to him at the end. Yes, if you, you it's a very uh, cautionary tale as to what's going on today. I mean, this deep state viewed him as a problem, and they destroyed him after he was the most popular scientist in the world. Most you know, Time Magazine, all this, and then they decided, wait, wait, you get too big for your britches, and they destroyed him and made him a you know a, a shallow you know hollowed uh, out you know. Man, after toward the last few years of his life, he died at sixty-two. Well, they smoked these chain smoke. Yeah. If you watch, also watch Maestro, which is about Leonard Bernstein. These guys smoked just constantly. It's incredible. I would say smoke back then. Oh well. All right, let's take a break, and we will be back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. 
Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello from the Tillis Jewelry family. We want to extend our heartfelt thanks to all of our wonderful customers who trusted us to provide perfect gifts this holiday season. It's time for us to take a short holiday break from December 30th to ring in the new year and we'll be back open on January 9th. We've got an exciting year ahead and can't wait to serve each one of you in the new year. From our family to yours, Happy New Year from the Tillis Jewelry family on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia. Stay tuned for updates on Facebook and Instagram. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays from now until christmas pillar plumbing heating cooling and electrical is giving you a 500 visa gift card when you buy select new hvac systems or receive a 250 gift card with a new tankless water heater and upgrade now with monthly payments as low as 79 visit happyhiller.com happy you'll be or the service is free call the happy face truck today this is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly 
promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. We're back, Three Dudes with a View, first show of 2024. My name is Del Kennedy, I'm dude number three, dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> dude number one, Mr. Jim York, is still in Louisiana, and uh, we hope he's having a great time and look forward to having him back. Regular special guest dude on Tuesday, native son of Columbia, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. And chair of the Murray County Republican Party and Murray County Commissioner Jerry Breidenbaugh. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be here. Good to have you. All right, Ron, the last thing you write about, lastly, you, there were three things you looked back in 2023 uh, about, and the last was women and men taking advantage of the Me Too movement have been dealt a blow. Uh, and you talk about Kevin Spacey. Did you see Kevin Spacey's interview with uh, Tucker Carlson? Yeah, it was terrific. Yeah, I asked Tucker about that. I, I didn't know whether it meant to be who wrote it, whatever. He said he said Spacey's people. You reached out to him. I guess he got me too, and he won all nine cases. You know, he's got money, high profile. He probably got handsy with some, you know, some gay guys or whatever. And somebody saw he had money, and they went after him, and he he beat it back. Thank goodness. But that made him kind of persona non grata with the left. You can't mess with the left, you know that and gay guy so anyway so he's he wasn't getting pieces he reached out to tucker for that and he you know fell into his house of cards character and i thought it was well written very funny it, it was it was a hoot <laughs> the, uh... yeah. all right well and what else oh i'm sorry no 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 just generically just you know the, the me too movement had gone too far it, it, it become and my daughter joined me about eight years ago at morgan stanley and she took over my business and i and you got to where toward the end of our careers, you couldn't even go to lunch with or have a meeting with a woman without getting the door open. And it really hurt women uh, because as a managing director, you couldn't make eye contact with a person in the office for fear of being career ending, right? Because everybody's angry and they say, hey, you did this, hey, you looked at me wrong, you did this, did that. And what happens is in business, you really learn what happens in reality, you know, a golf course or at a bar when you had a few drinks, you don't get information through a you know sanitized company email. You know, they don't say anything in those things. So to really get the skinny and have a career enhancing experience, you really got to get to know people. And the Me Too movement, I mean, it clearly rape, you know, and and people that have really been done wrong need need to pursue it. But it evolved into anyone I don't like or anyone, you know. There was a woman in our office in Morgan Stanley says she was offended by my column. And the human resources people said, well, you know, does he send them to you? She said, no. I said, where do you read them? So I look them up online. <laughs> like, like okay well here we are and I'm, I'm sitting in human resources trying to and, I, and the woman actually when she said that she kind of laughed herself she realized what what was going on there i said this is not you know 
Okay, I got you. Well, that's how it is. So it used to be fun, you know, working the esprit de corps. You'd work hard at places, you know, but it's really women have to think about this because it really is career career kind of stagnating. If you can't have, you know, open, you know, fun, you know, uh, drinks with people or fun with people, you know, it's just gotten where so, so officers are so stoic and everybody's scared. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, my years in the U.S. Attorney's Office, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, Ron, you know. You just didn't make friends with anybody. Yep. You just shut your door, did your work, then went home. That's that's it. Yeah. And that's the way it is now, unfortunately. And the, the Me Too movement is just, you know, I said jokingly, I said, I, I was thinking about suing somebody toward the end of my career and talked to a lawyer. He said, Who are you going to sue? And I said, Well, anyway, anybody that'll settle. You know, you you go back to, they got Russell Brand recently, they got Chris Rock, they got all, you know, they opened that case, that thing up in New York where they get Trump, right? They they gave you like a 20 year look back or something. And these cases came in only against rich people. You never, it's never the Waffle House cook. Mm -hmm. It's never, it's never the, you know, that gets the lawsuits or whatever. It's always a high profile, wealthy person. And, 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 you know, it's just it's just not good for America. It, it drives Americans apart, and people are more careful, and they're not. You know, you don't. It's, it's just everybody. It's divisive, is what it is, and it's, it's getting not to to say when someone's raped or robbed, you know, raped or molested. It's, it's, that should be the full brunt of the law it should be on those people. But there's a lot of women and men in the Kevin Spacey case that have taken advantage of it. Uh, that's that's good. I mean, that's been good. And also, I think too. I think they're, they're finally letting us go. Let's go the Epstein uh, Lolito Express, right? The airplane that went down there, and they said Clinton's on there fifty times. Yes, Bill Clinton. And somebody said only fifty. So yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Those, those, those names are supposed to drop this week. So oh, good. Was the only it's the only can, secret? Can anybody ever figure out what Jeffrey Epstein? What company did he have? What was the source of his yeah. money? He didn't. They used to always say he's a hedge fund. I said in columns several. He's not a hedge fund manager. What he did was he, a, a Leslie Wexner, who owned uh, Victoria's Secret and some other brands up in Ohio, he got into him somehow, probably extorted him and created this island down there where he'd bring wealthy people down there and probably had cameras, you know, in the rooms, cameras everywhere. And got him down there with young girls. And all of a sudden, he's, he's a powerful guy because he's like the CIA. He's, he's holding things over people's heads. We, he shakes down people for money. He also did. He, he apparently was tied with Israeli, Israeli, uh, you know, special forces or whatever they call those guys over there. The, there's a word for them over in Mossad. Israel. The, yeah, so I, so he was Mossad, tied in yeah. with those guys as well. But he, he certainly was not. He never graduated from college. This guy was, you know, so he he was a complete fraud. But he he was basically a blackmailer from from what I can tell. Wow, that's amazing. All right, I, the. Listen, Jerry, you were talking a minute ago, and I think all of us are becoming increasingly alarmed about the massive number of people coming across the border. I mean, it, 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 it's an invasion. Know. Yeah, it, it was. I was just sharing. I saw this a couple of days. Well, it was I think the thirtieth um, that, based on the last two days of the month, the expectation. Uh, both for the first 28 days and the last two or three, that there would be th- in excess of 300,000 come across in the month of December. And and, and that's a big number. It's kind of hard. Huge. It's kind of hard to put that in perspective of exactly how many people that is. Well, you know, every, not everybody, but a lot of people in Tennessee have been to a football game over in Knoxville. And take a look at Neyland Stadium and fill it up then empty it out, fill it up again with brand new people, then empty it out, 
then fill it up again with brand new people and empty it out. And that's how many people came across the border in December. That that kind of gives you a little perspective of just exactly how open and and just how open the border I mean, is. you see these videos of literally thousands and, you know, walking on foot. <clears throat> I mean, I, yeah. it, it just, it, it amazes me that the administration would stand there and tell us a, a blatant lie that, oh, there's, there's, it, it, there's no problem down there. It's closed. There's no problem. I mean, down listen there. to this headline from I, last week. Yeah. There was a headline that said, Biden DOJ will, uh, preparing to sue the uh, state of Texas for yeah. allowing law enforcement officers to stop these immigrants coming across the border. Think about that. Yeah. Think about what that. What, they don't want it to stop. They they are encouraging this. To the, the state of the state oh, of no. Texas passed a, a law that allows the state uh, police force to do what the federal government won't. Well, Arizona, from what I read, did the same thing a few years back. And the the federal government, the DOJ, sued Arizona, and they won. And people were expecting that to happen in Texas as well because, you know, immigration is a federal uh, responsibility. Yeah. But when the federal government is not adhering to their responsibility, then the states have to take over. And that's what Texas is doing. And I, Texas yeah, but is when the when the— when the Biden DOJ sues Texas, then you clearly know that yeah. that means we're for open borders. Correct. Yeah. And and Texas That's is a little different than Court. Arizona. Texas, uh, if you've ever been there, Texas almost – and this is not de- degrading Texans at all. I love this state. I've been there several times. But they kind of view themselves as their own little – Entity, not a country per per se, no, but they call it. You know, we are the Republic of Texas, and right. they will remind you of that. So, yeah, yeah, they'll put up a fight, and it wouldn't surprise me if they won. Who knows how that's going to turn out? But that's uh, you know, I've seen Democratic uh, websites, you know, gloating about how uh, the uh, open border that the Clinton administration created. Uh, no, actually, Reagan did it. That in well, in the, in the, yeah, in the 1980s. Reagan granted them citizenship once, but then tried to shut down the border. That's, that was the problem. That's it. But anyway, they're gloating about how immigration, uh, illegal immigration, turned California from uh, red to blue uh, in the 1980s. And that's the whole idea. They, that's they, they their, that's their goal Chicago here. Chicago or New York. Mm-hmm. They, they don't like them going to Chicago or New York because that's already blue, right? They want, they want them to go to Georgia, Texas, and Florida, which are kind of purplish, where they can turn blue. And, and, and they said, well, they can't vote. Well, they can vote, and they swell a district to where it's already a Democrat district or Republican. They swell it to where it's, they get more House seats, right? So you essentially are voting. And I'm sure some of them are illegally voting in many cases. And also, the other day, I heard that these court cases they're giving these people are nine years out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine years out. They yeah. never go to court, you know. They never not. go to court. These guys named Alberto, you know, Huero, comes from uh, Honduras. How in the world do you know he had a bad situation in Honduras? What's for a, you're a lawyer, Delk. How, how do you do the background of him saying, oh, yeah, gangs were knocking at my door in Honduras. I really had to get out of there. What's the proof to you? Do you how do you prove? Hey, even if that's, they won't if that's the same I mean, they, guy they just, that shows up in court. They just don't show up for those hearings. And then they, right. uh, you know, I mean. It's a farce. Yeah. Delk, I truly believe something that you said a few weeks ago on this show, which is, it's going to take something really bad happening 
as a consequence of these people coming across the border for the American people to wake up and say, this has got to stop. And unfortunately, that's the way it usually happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could easily happen. You look at the people coming across the border. They're middle-aged men, young men. I don't see women and children like you hear on the news media. Every time I see a picture or a video from the border, they're they're young men in their 20s. I mean, that's I, I, I don't understand why people are not waking up to this fact. It's just insane. Chamber of well, Commerce Republicans, they call them. They're the ones that like them coming over because it's cheap labor for their restaurants, for their businesses i get that's in there a little bit sanguine about the matter is it just it just it's not you know it doesn't animate them because they, they take advantage of it you know so it's just it's just not i mean everybody's for immigration and good people coming here but we just need more control of it and the fentanyl that's coming across the board and the fentanyl deaths and things like that the gangs that we're funding down there it's just not not good yeah scott, that, scott specky was was here last week i talking about a, a buddy of his who's in law enforcement i don't know policeman sheriff's deputy took a flight from Nashville, from Tucson to Nashville. And, I mean, <clears throat> this was going on in the last term of the, the last term of the Obama administration because at that time I was in the U.S. Attorney's Office and I was working regularly with the Immigration Service. And they were telling me about it, you know. And uh, I knew that the Biden administration would go right back to doing it once, once they got in. Of course, Trump stopped it, but the, um, the, the fellows... Scott seemed shocked, and I said, "You know, I've, I've been talking about this for three years now." You know, and he said, "At the Tucson airport, these illegal immigrants—that you know—they've all got credit cards, they've got some money, they got a cell phone. It's all been given to them, and they've been given a plane ticket, mm-hmm. and they do not have to go through the TSA screening. They go through a separate door. They get on the plane. They were numerous." of these folks on the flight with to from Tucson to Nashville with Scott's friend and of course they get off in Nashville and he said they would be picked up by other people who appear to be you know foreign nationals so there we go we're out of here we'll be back Tuesday I mean Wednesday I think I hope <laughs> Jerry thank you Ron thank you <clears throat> happy new year enjoy everybody.